you can you can make changes in your life like you're in the matrix you can imagine that there's a spoon here or whatever like you can do those things in your life that that's that's why that movie is so prevalent to your show like it's it's <laughs> it's kind of crazy thinking about it now there's so many themes in that movie yeah but the fact that you can you can just change anything about your life if you decide to you're the only thing standing in your way like sure you might have like financial downfalls or like god forbid like a family member dies or something but it's how you take those situations in life and then move forward with them What's up, LT Tribe? DFOS back here with another LT360 podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Today, my guest is, whew, this goes way, way, way back. All right. He is way back. My, my old Rhode Island neighbor, uh, someone that I went to elementary, middle school, and high school with, played baseball with for years and years and years on end. Like, this goes so far back that like we both can't even remember the first time that we actually met because we were so young nah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty like it's pretty in-depth so he is also the host of an awesome new movie based podcast where he is basically breaking down and reviewing movies called real recognize real so i wanted to have him on here because we can talk for days and days and days <laughs> specifically uh upwards of 24 years now so uh, <laughs> there's a lot of perspective a lot of stories to be told and i wanted uh the one and only victor rosa to be a guest on the lt360 podcast so he could share um some of what he's doing and how he's moving forward um since we both come from the same place dude thank you so much for having me on the show man yeah of course. i've seen seen all the episodes that was like the best intro i've ever gotten like period on anything it was just like yo it's victor rosa that's it that's all you really need to know that <laughs> was like epic they know him by name yeah. <laughs> that's so, it so yeah we met when we were what four I, I think i was four years old when i met you yeah it was uh it had to have been at waterman dude it had to have been elementary school uh kindergarten because i i lived in that house from when i was two years old till when i moved down here and you have been in that house since you were what three or four 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 is when i moved in mm, and yeah. i think it was may may i moved in and it was like just before my birthday so it was like right before like the kindergarten year so we like just met literally and like it was just my birthday <laughs> so when we say so it was cool i had a friend i had a friend to go to school with that was different for me defaults was my first friend ever <laughs> like not family like including because family like yeah. They don't count apparently as friends, even though like that, those are my homies. But like <laughs> Defoss, like imaginary friends aside, it was Defoss, and that was that was and it. It was crazy because we could actually hop from each other's backyards like into the others. Well, well, he could hop. He could hop the fence. So, <laughs> Victor, yeah. that that fence was a little high for Victor's taste. I was a little. I was one of very few four-year-olds that was willing to just run and jump over anything and everything. He was a straight gangster, just hopping this fence. I'd be like, "Mom, can Dill come over?" And then she'd be like, "Yeah, like he's gonna come around." I'm like, "No, he's in the back. He's in the backyard. <laughs> he's right here." <laughs> oh man, that was dope. That was cool. Yeah, dude, it was. It was a. I mean, Waterman days were were a fun time. It was a, a, a an eclectic crew of people that we had there. Oh my god, yeah. And just looking back on it now, it's like, I mean, Alex, you x-ray he's been doing dude. this thing it's like he's not even near here anymore it's like i miss that yeah. dude so much i was, I was talking yeah. to him the other day it's just Where? like such a 
Yeah, I was talking the other day because I was like, uh, he was he commented on one of the show's vids, and he was like, "Yo, like that name is fire! Like that that like these videos are dope! Like I didn't know you were yeah. doing this." I was like, "Yo, we gotta shout you out, dude! Extra, whenever <laughs> the next project drops, like, absolutely! Like and he's, he's mad cool, brewing. obviously. He's got one. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, uh, don't do a shout out yet. He's like, I got something in the works. He's like, all secret through. I got something in the works. I was like, yo, yeah, like whatever. <laughs> He might be coming down here in uh, May if everything kind of blows over. Um, Fingers crossed on that, man. Yeah, I know. It's a crazy time to be alive, dude. Absolutely crazy time. But, I mean, so were the 90s, right? When we were coming yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I mean, like, we learned everything on, on the streets. True. Street yeah, smarts. Was, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, we, we definitely had um, a little bit of a different – upcoming on the east side of cranston than uh, most people because we weren't baby that's why yeah especially not you you were like ready to go five years old you're like yo i handle myself it's like i'll be home when i please woman <laughs> because i had i had the pleasure of having four older brothers and sisters so yeah they screwed up so much that i couldn't like it was absolutely impossible yeah you're golden child I, <laughs> I couldn't defrost being a little golden child. I can't mess up because everybody else fucked up already. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is there left for you to do wrong? A hundred percent, man. Um, that was a good time. How and is everybody, I, by the way? I haven't seen you. I mean, I haven't seen you talk to your parents in a while. Um, good, man. I mean, my, I, I, you know, my parents were split, right? So my mom no longer lives yeah. there. Yeah. Um, my dad, good. Um, he's still got a dog. He's living there um my mom lives over in coventry she's doing good um i live here with Haley, so one of my sisters and um my other sister my niece uh live in a different part of florida and then both my brothers um live up there still so it's uh That's awesome, everyone, man. everyone's good it's crazy one, of my, one of my brothers uh is getting um in well he's engaged he's getting married in october later in the year and he's actually moving down to Florida, um, him and his him and his soon-to-be wife. So that's going to be super cool. Is everybody just migrating to Florida? Y'all are just too so. smart. That's why. Dude. It's like, yo, I, I need to go to Florida, but I can't. <laughs> Everybody's here. Yeah. No. I'd be the only dude in Florida. <laughs> well, Melvin came down here too, right? I mean, yeah. A lot, of people, um, a lot of people are moving to Florida, man. It's crazy. But it's super populated down here. It's, it's really wild um i mean i feel like it's more your speed than anything though i feel like your your aura and your vibe are just like it's you're more like suited the, for them like i i feel that like rhode island is like you know, that's your like that's home base and everything so like yes that's that's your roots about. but i feel just feel like your your positive attitude and just like your you know everything that you strive for in life you're more suited for for that kind of lifestyle down for, there for the like outdoorsy lifestyle but once again you know just like there's rhode island there's that crowd right um yeah just, yeah and just like down here i mean there's very much the like superficial like we're getting laid we're going to the club we're doing this popping bottles lifestyle right like i live an hour from miami so <laughs> yeah yeah that's I everywhere down here um but there's also there's there's a little bit of everything wherever you go and the more i travel the more i get out of rhode island the more i've realized that that's for sure but yeah um you know back to you know, we came from such a diversified kind of like neighborhood and area and schooling where we went to Waterman, then we went to Parkview together. I mean, Parkview was an, it, we used to call it Park Zoo. Like it was, it was yeah, an I absolute know. crazy place. I but know, it was insane. It was so fun. 
uh, I would tell people like stories about Parkview and be like, yo, like your high school was wild. I'd be like, no, that was middle school, my dude. <laughs> that was, we were just getting and fights breaking out like every Thursday of the week, man. It was wild in middle school. Yeah, we had man. to grow up quick. That's for sure. Um, and there's obviously places that were worse, uh, but we oh, much worse. Yeah. yeah, we were definitely in, um, we were in a place where we could see a lot, but also not be forced to be involved in a lot i think that that played yeah. out for us in a in a, in a big way um, yeah i never felt pressured to do like you know certain being a part of certain activities mm-hmm. back then i think that was the cool part it was all there and we could see it firsthand yeah. but if you chose not to be a part of it like nobody made you do anything and then on top of that the education was great like yeah. all the schools that we went to are like top-notch schools and we developed a lot of good relationships with teachers over the years so Rude. i mean i'm grateful that that we had like that good of schools that we ended up going to yeah Definitely. Uh, <laughs> I mean, living in Florida and I mean, living anywhere in the United States, you hear stories about Florida. <laughs> You're like, uh, only in Florida. Yeah, I know. That place is crazy. <laughs> it's only a, lot in of that, a lot of that has to do with just the educational system down here. It's far, far different. We were, we were blessed up in Rhode Island for sure, especially in France. We were super fortunate. We, we, yeah. we never really realized it until we probably just graduated and we we're like, wow, we actually we had an amazing education dude <laughs> like I, for real when like, I, I talk to some people I'm like oh my god I'm educated compared to you that's crazy <laughs> I think I thought I was dumb as shit yeah it's actually uh it's it's a blessing to um to have that perspective right when you when you get out into the real world and be able to take things um not for granted and see that other people weren't as fortunate but you can help them get there or you can at least um, not make them feel less uh, superior or make them feel inferior for having, you know, not gotten the same things that we were exposed to. But yeah. Um, you know, how, how, how many people do you stay in contact, in contact with from like middle school? Um, are there still people that like middle school? Like we talked, I mean, like we went to school with Mel, yeah. um, even though like me and him weren't boys uh, in middle school. Yeah. Um, we, didn't, we didn't become friends till college, which is like the weirdest thing. Yeah. Because like <laughs> two different cliques, like never, even though like I was cool with everybody, I'd be playing music with the, with the band kids and then mm-hmm. go play, play, hang out with, you know, you and Eric and I mean, Nick and all the good jocks was, and stuff. So what was weird too, was that we had me and you specifically, like there was a lot of times where we would be friends and then we wouldn't be friends and we would be friends. Yeah. We, we were on and off for like, yeah. dude, we were like Ross and Rachel of friendship. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we never knew whether we were friends or we weren't friends or just like, we're just in two different groups. So like, we still gave it like each other daps in the hall, but like, like we ain't hanging out after school. So like, that's, that's all. Yeah. Um, and I would honestly say a lot of that turned, I think a lot of that was, um, was me. Um, and I, I did a lot of, I tell people this all the time. Um, and I actually talked to, speaking of, you know, how we connected on this with the quarantine uh, group chat on IG with Big Frank. I talked mm-hmm. to him. Um, Shout out to Big Frank, by the way. Yeah. It's like filthy as can be. He's an amazing rapper. Yo, the Big Frank uh, is, and just not even just like a rapper, but just an overall person, dude. He's. Dude, he's like a giant teddy bear. He's just lovable as can he's be. Amazing. Like every time he says like a Vic, I'm like, yo, I haven't seen you in six years, but like <laughs> I, I will give you a hug right now because I love you, bro. Just a, a genuine, genuine dude. He uh is trying to connect so many people and he's always trying to do good. I love that. And he's he's like he's a big collaborator, dude. He just loves to get minds together and create, create, create. I love that. Um I love that about him. I love yeah. that. 
It was when so cool that I ended up putting him, us in the same uh, the same quarantine like chat 30, and everything. 35 people in that group chat. Yeah, no, I ended up getting like 10, 15 subscribers off them. Like people like sharing my page, mentioning me on podcasts. I was like, yo, I would never met any of these people if it wasn't for Frank. I'm like, yo, that's mad cool of him. After like, because I just offered him a shout out. I was like, yo, Frank, like, I actually listen to your songs. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, yeah, yeah, you're doing good. Like, yo, I, I have you on my mix. Like, you yeah. want to get shouted out on the show? And he's like, yeah, yo, Vic, like, how much I got to pay you? I'm like, yo, you ain't got to pay me nothing. Like, I, I'm like, I literally been out on the show for like a month. Like, it's just, I just want to shout people out. Yeah, man. And that's mad that, cool. That's stuff that like, you can't teach, right? And I, um, it's, it's definitely something that it's, it's innate in all of us. But if you don't use it, you lose it kind of things right yeah. like we're meant to love and collaborate and share and spread mm -hmm. with each other but there's a there's a tendency in societal norms that makes you feel like you have to um, compete right and that's just part of yeah. what society is kind of built especially in this western culture and I feel and I was telling I was telling Big Frank this I feel like in 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 high school and even in certain parts of middle school, I, I started to become very like egocentric about what people were thinking and tried to put on this like to school for cool kind of thing. And I yeah, think yeah. that's what damaged. I remember very well. <laughs> yeah. That's what damaged relationships for me. And that's why, I mean, I, there was a lot of things I did that I definitely should not have done in those four or five years. And I always, yeah. um, I always, always, always think about those things. Um, it, it's something that like, it, it brings me back because it's a feeling that like gut wrenching for me. So I'm like, damn, like I really wish I didn't do those things. So whenever I start to feel like I may be pushing in that direction, I like have to humble myself and like not think back to like all those asshole, you know, things that you did um, in high school and how that might have made people feel and how that might be playing out in certain relationships or burn bridges now. Um, so like, you know, for someone like you to just, you just said, I, you remember, right? Like you, no, like, I remember, okay. of course. No, I, I wasn't, did. I wasn't no saint either, man. Like, it's no, just course. part of the growth. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it happens. I get it. And I'm like, I'm so proud of you, like as a person, just not because you're doing your show and everything, but just like the way you've progressed as a human being, the fact that you went from that guy to like this guy who's the epitome of just kindness at like every stop period, like everybody you're just nice to and you treat everybody as an equal. It's just like, yo, I like, I want to, I want to get on D Foss's podcast. It's like this dude has <laughs> just come so far as a human being that like, like it's, it is inspiring just to see somebody like get to that from that point. Not that you aren't like awful or anything. Like everybody has, you know, everybody tries to fit in. And that's, those are the years that shape us as human beings. Sure. And like, obviously like you were in beta stage and I was in beta stage, but like yeah. now that we've progressed as adults, like I'm getting closer to the person that I want to be. And I'm not quite there yet either. And like, I'm still working progress. I'm, I'm sure you're the same, but like you have something to, to strive for. Actually, it's something Matthew McConaughey said one time and he was like, yo, my hero is me five years in the future. Like I'm always chasing myself. And like, I always, that's the, what's what I follow. Like, yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'm chasing, <laughs> chasing myself five years from now. Yes, bro. That, uh, I've seen that exact speech that he gave. Um, I don't know if it was just a keynote or if it was like a graduation. I, th I think it was his, uh, I think he won the Oscar. And yes, then, uh, yeah, he, he yeah, said it there. That's what it was. Cause he had the trophy in his hand. That was a yeah. great speech for anybody. Poor Leo lost again. DiCaprio. I'm no, so sorry, my that. dude. Lost again that time. <laughs> <sighs> 
crazy. That was Wolf of Wall Street that year too. I know. Side note, but it doesn't really matter. But still, <laughs> but it does because this is what you do. This is what you do. So, exactly. We're just like, God damn it. <laughs> McConaughey was amazing in that movie, though. I give him, I give him credit. He was amazing in that movie. But so, what you were saying? What uh, you know, I mean, let's let's collaborate on those two things right there. When you what what played out in those beta years that made you get into this stuff, right? Like into into like, film and into, just like this yeah. this space. Yeah. Well, there there was a lot of factors that went into that, and it was it stemmed really from trying to find a career first and foremost, because. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I, I was like one of the first kids in middle school to like have a job already. Like, and I, and I was already like grinding and hustling, like at an early age. And that was just like the norm. I come from like a Portuguese family and everybody like starts working when they're 12. So like, that's like the norm for you, like what you're supposed to do anyway. But like, I was just, ca- I kept trying to find something that I was great at. And it was like, yeah, like I can change your brakes on your car or like, I can, I can paint this wall pretty good or like I can talk pretty decent. And I kept trying to aim for that thing that I was great at and like I don't know if that if I'm still looking for that but that's kind of where that stemmed from and I, like I went through so many phases of being obsessed with baseball or being obsessed with music and like I still play music and I was trying to like create tracks and I never released a lot of them I still I still have a lot of them uh, on the laptop and I just I kind of went through that process of trying to find an outlet of something that um, I can explore creatively and I, I just kept I kept trying and I, and I never felt like I was hitting the mark for myself okay. because every time I would look at my own work, I was like, yo, that's not good enough to like put on Facebook. Like, dude, delete that video. Like that, that's not good at all. Like don't even bother. So like music kind of went from being, Oh, I can do this to more being, this is your therapy or my, like my outlet to if I'm having a bad day, I'll set up the piano or like, I'll mm-hmm. grab the, I'll grab the guitar or something. And that, that'll just kind of like be my release. So that's more just like, a fun hobby to do now more than uh, something to, to explore creatively. Gotcha. And then as we kept going through high schools, one thing that was a constant was that I loved movies. Like yeah. from a little kid, like I remember going to see Phantom Menace in the theaters. Like I saw X-Men and X-Men 2 like in the theaters. And like, I remember not like being so excited to go see these movies. And like, I'd have a little collection on my shelf, like all my movies that I collected. And I was like, at one point, I think it was when, how old was I? shit 2012 maybe like 2012 when the um, world was supposed to end when the world was supposed to end i had an epiphany <laughs> yeah. uh i think that it was the the third batman movie the dark knight rises came out and i was just like blown away just by like the the sheer ability to make a movie with like a comic book character and have it be like this mm. like mind-blowing I was like how did you turn like a comic book movie into like an art film like this this is crazy to me so i was just like yo like i want to make things like that so I kind of transitioned into making art yeah. like that. Like I wanted to, I wanted to screenwrite and I still do a lot of that now, but I wanted to go pursue film and I was like, all right, so I can do that. And then obviously everybody telling me you can't do that. You live in Rhode Island. You'd have to, you have to move to like Cali to do that and like go to Hollywood. And I'm like, damn, I really can't do that either. So I just kept chugging along. And then I had, I had this backup of being a teacher because I was always good with working with kids. I, I would uh, coach baseball and stuff like that. Yeah. So, excuse me. So I, um, I pursued that avenue in school and I kept switching between film and teaching. And I still do that now. I'm a, I'm a sports staff for a 25-year-old kid with Down syndrome. So that's my full-time job. So I, I still work in the teaching realm. I was a teacher's assistant for a few years. And, um, you know, I couldn't find something, that, something I was great at. So I just I taught everybody else how to do 
the other things that I was good at. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you can't do teach, that's what they said. So that was always my fallback. And then like I got on YouTube, I was like, yo, these people are talking about movies. I'm like, yo, I know way more about movies than these people do. <laughs> and then I was like, not, not to be a, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm humbler than that, but like, just watching them. I'm like, yo, this is like, this is what I do anyway. Like I love talking. Like I literally interrupt conversations. Then they'll be talking about like the latest movie I've seen saw or like this performance. And like, nobody really gave like shit, like what I was talking about. I'm like, Oh, that movie was dope. But like that movie was trash. And I was like, well, like, what about like this part? This part was really good in that trash movie you were talking about. Or like this part was like really cool. This part was really bad in that movie you love. Like, why don't we talk about like the intricacies of filmmaking? And then I saw other people doing it online. And I was like, no, maybe, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could talk about it. Like maybe if I can't make something, I can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And obviously the podcast thing blew up. Everybody's making a podcast now who has a microphone. Everybody's just talking with their old friends or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it was back in 2016. I think Batman vs Superman just dropped. And I was like, yo, I'm going to make a video on this. And like, I'm going to have a million hits. It's going to be dope. And I'm going to review this. <laughs> and it was the worst review ever in the history of reviews ever i was in my room by myself with an iphone camera it was terrible lighting was garbage it was edited <laughs> horribly it was t- i still have the video and i look back and i'm like yo you were so trash dude and like i was all amped on it It was like a 16 minute long video which nobody watches a 16 minute long review on a thing. like yo give me tell me if it's good or not like that's it like i'm rambling on and on and then after that didn't work out and i didn't like get the best feedback on that uh, I tried one more video and I was like, yo, this ain't even as good as that video that got trashed. So like, I can't even release this video. So like, I just kind of, I kind of went back into my normal routine of hustling, working, pursuit teaching. And then uh, I switched majors again to filmmaking. And I was like, yo, I'm going to be a filmmaker. I'll, like, I can be, I can make indie stuff. I'll like, I'll make stuff on my iPhone. And like, I started working with Melvin. I was like, yo, we're going to make shorts. And like, we're going to blow up like this. We'll enter into festivals and then we'll get super famous. I'm like, now I realize like you were making art for the wrong reason. Like you were trying mm-hmm. to make a career out of something that's supposed to be creative and something that's supposed to come yeah. from your heart. Yeah. And that's when I realized I was like, what comes from your heart is the way that you talk about movies the way that I discuss stuff is, is what actually makes me happy. So like, that's when I was like, well, like if I can, if I can do that, if I can find a way to do it. And this was still coming off like the, the failure that was flicks with Vic, my first show. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> this new one's a little bit better though. No real recognized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I'm trying, I like, I went back and I examined, I was like, what went wrong the first time? Like what? Where it was it you and I was like I've always been like a halfway decent speaker and I've always spoke my mind I don't I don't go off scripts or nothing like as you can tell from this video um but I was like what went wrong and I was like I end up I end up every week we go see a movie and I go see it with my cousin Brian and like that was that's our ritual like every Thursday night we go on opening weekend not and a lot of people know that every Thursday is actually the opening night not Friday, yeah, not Friday. so the new movies come out every Thursday and then we ended up sitting in the car and talking about a movie for like an hour and I was like yo, like Brian just switched majors in a school. He's trying to do the filmmaking thing too. Like, why don't I just make a show and have him be a co-host? Maybe that's what I'm missing. Mm. And then we talked about that for a while. And then it was more just like a pipe dream type thing. It was like, yeah, we'll get to the, yeah, our show, right? And like, it went through like eight different names. <laughs> and then um, something happened. It was the, I think it was the Game of Thrones season finale thing and the whole like everybody not liking it or liking it. Like everybody just talking a lot of shit. And, like, the whole thing with Star Wars, nowadays, everybody can't agree on, like, what they like about Star Wars and everybody calling something that somebody loves trash or, like, 
that shit is garbage and like you have no idea what what's good and like this the the toxicity in in just the film community i don't know if you realize it because like i'm on twitter with like people that actually follow this shit it's yeah. horrible and people are terrible in this space <laughs> just well, about art in general yeah if i if if i had one perspective of it it's that you have to realize the beauty the beauty is in the eye of the beholder right and the the art of you talking about a movie comes from the passion of you speaking of it right well the yeah. art of the movie itself comes from the passion of that person making it so it's it, it clearly wasn't trash to them so for you to sit there and just say that's absolute trash you're just throwing hate that statement someone. is trash that yeah. statement is actual it's, trash exactly that's why that that word is not allowed on my show like even if that. we have guests or anything that that was the first thing because like it was birthed from this toxicity i was like oh what if we make a show that's about you know reviews like news and how about positive views instead mm -hmm. of everybody just taking the shit on like every single thing that comes out like we might have a video where like i might not like the movie and like, yo, it's hard to talk about something you don't like sometimes. And like, I had that with Vin Diesel's last movie, Bloodshot, where like, I did not like the movie at all. I did see that and too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that was the like, toughest one because like, all right, so we can't, we can't shit on the movie, obviously, because like, there are good aspects to it. So I'm like, another thing I saw was um, last year, a movie came out, um, Glass, the split sequel. And like, I saw like reviews, some, some people giving it 100 and some people giving it zero. I'm like, how do you give somebody's art a zero yeah like do you know what a zero is <laughs> this nothing yeah. is a zero yeah. so i'm like if you give a grade of of a zero to a movie then you failed as a critic to first find of all because you couldn't you couldn't find a redeeming quality in something you yeah. couldn't look at the art and find something that you like that's your fault because there's something in there whether it be good lighting or a performance or whatever there's something in there to like not zero that's that's not allowed on my show either. So I was like, why don't we do something where we're just honest and like where there's no bias against anything. Like if I, if I, I love Star Wars or I love Marvel movies or anything, if it's not good and I don't like it, I'm just going to be honest about it. And like, I'll tell you what I didn't like and like, I'll break everything down. And if there's a movie that I really didn't like, I'll explain why I didn't like it or how the story progressed in a way that I didn't find acceptable in this climate or whatever. Usually like most things don't offend me. So like, I don't, I don't talk about them that negatively. Like, if you offend me in the movie, if you, like, do something against women that's, like, unacceptable nowadays, I'll be like, no, that, that, that's unacceptable. And, like, your movie is fucking bad for that. Like, stop that, dude. Like, you can't do that. But, like, that, that never happens. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just, like, there's a lot of mediocrity, obviously, that people put out. And, like, I'll explain why I feel that way. But, like, even in that Bloodshot review, like, we made jokes, obviously, because the show has to be funny. And the joke, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, he wears a white tank top in the movie. Like, I had to be like, yo, he walked off the Fast and Furious set and, like, just walked into this movie. And, like, he's wearing a white <laughs> tank top. Like, but I'm not insulting Vin Diesel. I'm not calling his movie garbage. I'm not saying he should never make a movie again. You know what I mean? Like, I read reviews would be like, this director needs to put down the lens and give it up forever. Like, how can you say that about another human being? Like, you literally took two hours out of your day to write a review at your desk. And like you're telling them to put their whole career like on hiatus because you didn't like the movie that they made, <laughs> dude. Like that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, man. That's insane. And so the 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 show is birthed from that. That's awesome, and that's a that's a a great birthplace, right? Like your your roots are are the ashes of of other people's um, 
inability to see the the optimistic side of of a movie or an art form right so yeah 100 that's especially nowadays because everything is super negative that's just like why don't we try to bring a little positivity like people love watching videos and watch something somebody tear something to shreds right they people love that stuff i'm like and if you like that so that's fine that's cool like you're entitled to watch that that's my show's not for you then and that's cool if you don't want to watch it that's up to you like i'm not going to make you watch my show but if you want somebody that's passionate to do it then watch us there's plenty of people to go around you don't have to please everybody man you do not please everybody and especially you know in a world where clickbait is like you know fake news clickbait all that stuff is the essence of some people making their careers you know unfortunately off of falsehood and for someone to put such a negative name on a review or to put trash zero this person needs to put down the lens for the rest of their lives sometimes like people are doing that just so they get clicks you know and that's the sad it's despicable to me yeah that's the actual trash part like the, the fact that you sat down and slandered somebody for your own benefit and like obviously we live in a day and age where like titles are everything and like people will like on purpose make a wrong title for a video just to get you to click on it because that's how they got they monetize that business and that's how they get paid and that's another thing that's not on my show we we don't speculate on like rumors or like shit that people make up or we what you see is what you get if you come in here for a review on this movie that's that's what you're gonna get if we're gonna report on this official news that's what you're gonna get and nobody's paid off here we do this for fun we're not doing this for a paycheck yeah which is a a refreshing thing to see. And that's the same reason I love to do this is because it doesn't matter what mood I'm in going into a podcast. um, I am selective of who I have on my podcast. And I know that every time I've had a podcast, at the end of it, I'm in a better mood. It doesn't matter if I was on 99, right? Or if I was on, you know, two and a half going into it mm-hmm. whatever i was is going to increase because i just like to do this and have open conscious conversation with people that are trying to do something positive in the world that's because right? you're doing something you love to do the you're passion, just, just, the passion exactly out, yeah and you're so good at it on top of that so like you just you love doing something you're good at like you know what i mean if you just you're good at, you've always been good at talking to people and the fact that you have these long conversations with people, you find out little nuances of their life that you can explore in a different way that maybe somebody hasn't seen of them before. Um, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Sometimes I try to get so deep that I open something up for the person that they haven't realized, right? Like, oh, 100%, yeah. Try to, try to ask you a question throughout today's thing that nobody's ever asked you before. So you have to think, entirely different into a different I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now (laughs) (laughs) default us is going to get down to my deepest darkest secrets right now we may prepare folks um so I mean where where throughout you know I mean obviously your parents are like awesome amazing people um they were very lucky that I have two very amazing supportive parents Mm -hmm. very Uh, very lucky and how are they are they good oh they're great yeah mom mom works at the hospital so like she's still going in masked up gloves up like obviously and then uh dad ends up um his company makes parts for water temperature so they're a necessity too so he's still going to work uh amanda's my sister is working from home from the office okay cool so everybody's still working everybody's healthy everybody's doing good all right sweet um 
I mean, you, you obviously, you know, you, you've gotten through this transitional period that so many people have a tough, tough time getting through, right? Like that uh, 18 year old phase, that 22 year old, like post-grad phase. And then the mm, next one was not easy like, either. Yeah, no, it's not, dude. It's not. And then most people, the next one is like, you hit 30 and you're like, I'm supposed to have a kid and I'm supposed to have a car. That's I got to get off, married soon. Out. Shit. I'm still and, single. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, what's, what's allowed you from your roots to like, just stay grounded throughout all of that. Cause for me, it's always been like my family support. Um, and I don't, I don't know if you have any insight into what has allowed you to get through those things. Well, it's, it's a lot of trial and error, obviously. Like when just in life, you, you're, you experience so much failure and you'll experience success. And that kind of just shapes the person you are. Um, I had a lot of come to like realization moments of like, you need to stop acting this way or you need to start tr- stop treating people this way or like whatever it be and be like, you need to, you need to have a more positive outlook on life because it's affecting how like you just appear to people every day and it affects the way that other people like their lives around you are affected just by the way that what kind of vibe you're bringing to the table. Mm. Um, a big attribute to that has been mom and dad because they've been really, really cool to me. I mean, obviously like I, I'm still living from home, but I me living at home. I've been able to save so much money. Like this summer I'm, I'm looking for houses. Like I'm ready to wow. go out in the market and go buy, buy myself a house because of their guidance and how to save money how to operate my wallet and like bank accounts and everything like that. It's life lessons that they've taught me through the years um, to, to get me ready for adulthood. I think even with working so early in life, I used to think I'm like, ah, oh, man, if I, if I didn't work all those Fridays, man, I should have went to the homecoming dance. Like I should have done all that stuff. But like I grew up really fast and like when 18 came around, I'm like, you need to change gears. You need to do this. You need to go to school. You need to get a job. It was easier for me because like I was already, attuned to that like i I would never get stuck because i know how to hustle you know what i mean like if i need to go out and get a job i I get a job like i have resumes ready to go if anything happens with this job god forbid but like i'm ready to go out and get something else like i just i don't normally just sit around and wait for things to be handed to me and that's completely attributed to the my parents and that aspect uh that and i think this whole negative culture that we're so used to nowadays has it, it used to kick me in the ass like before and things used to bother me all the time yep. until the, the day I was just, I was at my lowest point. I was like, this needs to like, the only, the only reason you're perceiving everything as negative is because it's you, like you're the problem. Mm-hmm. So you need to change things up. You need to look at things through a different lens, so to speak. And once I could see that, and once I realized like, I don't need to make six figures a year, I don't need to do all these things. I don't need to, to reach expectations that other people have set for me and that I can just be happy and that's good enough that's when life started to become so much easier like so much better and everything just started to fall back into place like i ended up working uh, i was a teacher's assistant for a few years and then that job i ended up subbing for a teacher into another classroom and that's how i met tim's mom and that's how i ended up getting a job working with tim and so that just little domino effects have gotten me to the point where you look back and you're like would you change certain things like you were saying earlier you're like yeah i wish i didn't treat somebody like this or i wish i'd like i would have handled that situation better as a human being but like everything has shaped you into who I am now 
So like I there's no really regrets because like I actually like the person I am now. And like for the first time I can actually say that out loud and be like, yo, I like who I am. Like if you don't, that's cool. But like I enjoy who I am and I'm glad that I've gotten over that hump that so many people get stuck, you know, whether it be drugs or I mean, they go to college and they're just swamped in debt. Like mm. it's just I'm lucky enough that I haven't had to go through any of that stuff. I mean, I've had my own personal demons, but you know, family lesson learned self-realization got me through all that stuff and uh, i would say and films and film this whole love of film if if i was having a bad day that's a two-hour escape i've always said that's a great way to look at it dude and i'd be i'd be lying to you if i if i didn't you know if i if i said that i i don't get away from things with watching a movie i definitely like to enjoy a movie um that's something we all share yeah every human being is just like they just they want to turn on a movie why to get away for a little bit mm-hmm. you can appreciate the art form in that way but to escape into another world you know whether it be something spielberg made or you're watching indiana jones when you're like nine years old if it can make if there's something that can make you feel good or take you back to a time that reminds you of like oh man when i was nine years old like there wasn't a fucking care in the world and i was so happy and that <laughs> makes me feel young again that i'll pay i'll pay you anything to make me feel something like that's in a, a movie dude that's such a valid point dude and that's how on these shows, right, whether it's yours or mine, the, the underlying goal is to make someone feel a certain type of way because that's what's remembered and that's what we consider uh, value, right? Like yeah. you want to be brought into a different world. You want to be, you know, forced to feel something that you were looking for. You went there with a purpose, right? <clears throat> mm. um, that's awesome. So. I would definitely say the one thing I took away and I think everyone should take away is like the trial and error of there's so many people that are afraid to do things. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know, but I don't know either. I just, I'm just going to go. Nobody knows, it. man. I'm going to go figure it the fuck out. Dude. Just like, take that leap, man. Yeah. Just, just it's, what, What's the worst part? You fall down, you get back up, keep moving yeah, forward. It's, Not to quote Rocky on your show, but keep yeah. moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> life's gonna knock you down <laughs> you keep uh, moving forward yeah. keep moving forward <laughs> Dude. i'm gonna quote so many movies on your show it's gonna be ridiculous i think we're at like three right now <laughs> i um i was thinking of something earlier that i wanted to say it's not a movie oh it's a documentary actually uh it's called i am i feel like you would really really mess with it it's a very conscientious um documentary and it's actually scripted written um and hosted by the writer the screenwriter of bruce almighty and all of those movies um mm-hmm. tom shadek i don't know the nutty Who? professor ace ventura you might have been yeah chuck and larry uh bruce oh, wow, almighty. Kind of yep bruce almighty's on here too yeah yep he he basically started to realize like you know i've i've done a lot of great things i've made a lot of awesome movies but i'm in an atmosphere that is not beneficial to the person that i want to be because Mm -hmm. of just the nature of hollywood man um yeah so he's he's taking this whole conscientious holistic approach to life now and it's super excuse me super super insightful like i feel like you would really dig it um i'll put it on the list for sure 
Yeah, absolutely. Are, do you do documentary reviews or is it strictly movies? Or? Uh, no, we haven't uh, we haven't got to one yet. But um, yeah, we're we're gonna do documentaries, stand ups, TV shows, like anything of that sort. Like we'll talk about anything. Yeah, that's awesome. What um, what uh, from a you know like genre perspective is your favorite? Oh, uh, it, it used to be. Like when I was younger, I mean, action movies were like what got me into things. The adventure kind of serials, the, you know, the hero's adventure was always something that resonated with me all the way from like the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know, you get the story of Luke Skywalker, a little farmer who ends up saving the whole galaxy. That was, was always cool like, to me because uh, like just being a little kid and be like, oh, like I'm only a little kid from Cranston. Maybe like I could save the world one day. Like that was, that always like stuck a chord with me. But like, as I've grown up and like, gotten to watch certain things before i'd be like ah, i don't want to watch musicals now i'll watch any musical like i don't want to watch foreign film i gotta read but i watched two foreign films yesterday like it's just i mean like you just progress like anything that i will i will watch anything you make and like usually anything that's emotional that i can resonate with it'll strike a chord with me and i'll, I'll like what you make true so i don't really have a favorite genre anymore i just i go watch anything that's awesome. Right. Plus, I watch like 80 movies a year. So, like, I don't really have like a favorite of them all. So, like, I watch so many movies. I'm just like, just, just hit me in my fields. That's all I ask yeah. you. Like, just do that for me. And definitely, uh, I think as a young, um, as a young boy, I think we are, that's just like the nature of like action hero based movies. Every, every kid that's like eight to, you know, 15 years old. I want to be that guy. Yeah. Just that's like, just, <laughs> I want to be a badass that saves the world. I could be Keanu Reeves. I could yeah. totally be Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I had The Matrix on yesterday. Um, this is why I fuck with DeFoss, watching The Matrix. Just on a, a regular Saturday night, you know, why not? He's like, yo, Matrix, because it's a classic. That movie's, <laughs> yeah. that movie is so out of its time, it's crazy. I'll, literally, I'll talk Matrix for an hour on this show. But Dude, keep going. I would honestly, I wouldn't even be opposed to it because the nuance of what they were trying to purvey with that movie is absolutely absurd. And it's this simple thing that you talked about earlier. Like the only reason I'm seeing the world fucking negatively is because I'm choosing to see the world fucking negatively. And your ability to change the lens that you're looking through and just kind of believe that things are better or things are good and see the good in it and change your perspective um just allows you to completely change your ability and that's that's in in a sense that's the the you know um the thought process behind being limitless and the whole concept of what i'm trying to do is you can take control of of these different parts of your life and when you start to look at them like you have control then you can start to just get better every single day Every single day. Yeah, you, you can, you can right make side. changes in your life like you're in the Matrix. You can imagine that there's a spoon here or whatever. Like, you can do those things in your life. That, that's, that's why that movie is so prevalent to your show. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy thinking about it now. There's so many themes in that movie. Yeah. But the fact that you can, you can just change anything about your life if you decide to. You're the only thing standing in your way. Like, sure, you might have, like, financial downfalls or, like, God forbid, like, a family mm-hmm. member dies or something. But it's how you take those situations in life and then move forward with them. Yes. That that's that's the whole thing. Like life's gonna come at you fast. It's how you deal with those little obstacles and those little down of uh, shortcomings in life. Allow allow them to change you. Don't be afraid of the change, right? Allow them yeah. to change you, but 
be be in control of which uh which end of the spectrum they change you towards like i always think we don't live in black or white and there really is no black or white it's an infinite scale and we're in gray but like every choice you make is pulling you in one direction or the other and if you continue yeah. to make positive and positive positive changes or decisions if, as long as you make a, you know two to every one you're still going to end up in the right direction right exactly you're not going to be perfect every single time like god Definitely. forbid no, like something bad happens to you and you freak out like it happens like that's just part of life but if you just continue on that train of negative negativity like it's going to take you somewhere bad like yeah. that's that's as simple as it that's gets. You get, if you right? get on the wrong train yeah <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> without a doubt dude speaking of trains man freaking new york in the subway system i can't even imagine what's going on in new york right now dude I have a couple of friends up there in New York and they're just like, I mean, they're just stuck at home for, for them for like the, for the moment, but they're, they're, they're a little scared like of what's going on. And it's, uh, I can totally understand it. I mean, I can't even imagine like Italy and everything, but um, it's just, it's, it's insane. And like the fact that Rhode Island hasn't even been hit that hard yet. And like we're, we're taking these precautionary me- measures. Um, I think it's actually a very good thing. For I mean, sure. I think, poor I think, New York. Yeah, man. I think you guys, um, everyone, everyone I saw was hating on Gina Raimondo. And I was like, I think she's been doing a fine job. Yeah. I'm like, I, like, she's doing I, all the right things, man. Honestly, like you guys should be lucky that your, your governor cares. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like I have poor Florida. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I, didn't no. even, I didn't even like put two to two together. Nothing. Like literally not two no hate against the man, but like, come on. <laughs> Bro, two days ago they put in the stay-at-home thing, and I was like, "I know, Yo, bro, like, bro, you're three weeks late, bro. Three weeks late." The county I live in, dude, has had the most cases in all of Florida. Jesus, absolutely! Wow, Defoss, don't leave your home, man. Stay in, stay inside, <sighs> stay in that room. Yeah, <laughs> not leaving my room. <laughs> But um, just make podcasts the rest of your life. You're yeah. fine. <laughs> Nothing else. Rest of my life. Nothing else. Just podcasts. I'm just gonna have a guest. I'm gonna create a permanent uh, mark here on the bench. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Two cheeks. I'll come on every Thursday. That'll be our thing. Oh, there you go. We can talk about the That's matrix it. every Thursday. <laughs> we'll just talk every day, every Thursday, for a hundred days. We'll talk about the matrix. We still won't be done talking about that movie. Dude, definitely not. Definitely not. Um. Man, yeah, it's a crazy time to be alive, without a doubt. Um, what's what's your whole take on it? Like, there's there's a lots of different like speculation on um, kind of how it started, what it's actually caused by, if there's a cure and a vaccine. Like, do you have any takes or hot news on that? that? I've I've read so much up on this stuff just yeah. out of like pure, pure boredom of yeah. <laughs> of being quarantined and like you know obviously what with what happened with china and them like not releasing enough information in the united states and you know there are there's a very fine line of like what is real and what is not real and obviously like people die like that's that's an everyday occurrence people do die and it's i don't really have a, an opinion on on the subject of of it i'm just like i want people to stay home and like that's how we stop it um yeah it really just sickens me like i saw the video of florida like last week of like the beach packed with people and i'm just like dude like 
Like it's not, it's not even about yourself. Like sure. Like I have a great immune system. Like if I, if I get sick, like I'm probably going to be fine. But like, if you come talk to me and then like I go make a grocery run for like my grandmother and I got to take, I give her groceries and all of a sudden you getting me sick, just got her sick and she does, she's not doing too well. It's the, it's the domino effect, the chain reaction of people not understanding that they, they can put other lives at risk doing this. And like, I mean, I'm so used to staying at home anyway. I'm a homebody. So I'm like, this is like no different to me. So like, I, I enjoy doing this, but um, you know, guys, I understand like you want to leave your house. You want to go have fun. I get it. But like in the meantime, you're going to save a lot more lives if you just stay put where you are. Like granted people die every day. And I've heard that excuse time and time again. I'm like, if you, if it's your job to save one life, no matter if 500 people die every second, yeah. like that's, that's your responsibility to stay home. Yeah. That's your responsibility. I've gone to work and I've gone to the grocery store and that is absolutely it. That's yeah. it. Same. And I'm masked up and I'm masked up and I'm gloved up and I'm, you know, I'm taking just precautions. I don't, God forbid I get somebody else sick if I, if I didn't even know I had it. Like, that's the it's, it's a real thing, man. People don't understand that. And that's honestly, it's crazy because it's like the spider web effect of, of human interaction. And we, we think that we're so distanced from each other because of social media. Like that's the the underlying talk of like the last four or five years, right? It's like social media is killing us. It's separating us. But then you like this, something like this makes you realize like I interacted with over a thousand people today, even though I only saw 10 because every exactly. person saw this many people. And all of a sudden within 24 hours, I've made contact with 20, you know, this many individuals. Um, yeah. But that's also what makes me think about limitless theory in the sense that uh, the positive act of saying hi to somebody can spiderweb into so many different positive acts being done in a single day. Exactly. Dude, that's, you got how, it, bro. that's how I think about that stuff on a daily basis. Like the essence of I, that. I do that stuff all the time. Literally, if I go to like the supermarket, I'll be like, yo, nice shirt. Or like your haircut looks Temple. nice. Like you say like, if I basically a jogger, like running, I'll honk my horn. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> God admit it, it's a dude, but like they might think I'm a chick and all of a sudden their self-esteem is boosted for the day. Like whatever. If you just do a nice <laughs> deed for somebody, like they're going to be amped about it for the rest of the day. Some girl said I had like a nice Star Wars shirt like uh, last month. And I was like, yo, like, this is a nice Star Wars shirt now that you mention it. This is this feels pretty nice. It's the, nobody's it's, addicted to Victor today. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> it's a trickle down effect of holding the door, right? Like the simplest thing. Yeah. You see six people hold the door for people after that. And it it can, can it can seriously be that easy, but I feel like we complicate the absolute crap out of it. And for for no reason. If I if I'm nice to you on this show, in turn you're nice to your sister. In turn, she's nice to, to her best friend. And all of a sudden, five people, six people, or whatever is happy like for the rest of the day just because one person decided to do a nice thing. Yep. And that, that goes so hand in hand with this whole virus thing. It's like, God forbid, like you, you're sick and like you touch a doorknob. And like that doorknob is touched by another person. And then another person touches that doorknob. And all of a sudden, this many people now have your germs on them. And then they interact with their significant others. And all of a sudden, 25 people are sick because you decided to touch a doorknob and you were sick. Yeah. yeah. It's the same effects back and forth, whether it be just saying a kind deed or being sick, it, it works. It's a the domino same, effect. You affect so many people way. and you don't even realize, you don't even realize how many people affect you affect on a daily basis. 
everything has that ripple effect, right? For every action, there's mm-hmm. an opposite and equal reaction. I think that was yep. the only thing I learned from Grant Sneeds' class, man. <laughs> <laughs> we, learned, we learned a lot of good things in that school. I don't remember most of them, but we definitely learned some good stuff. Craziness. Dude, we're, who's, uh, what eighth grade team were you on? Remember, remember we had three yep, eighth hold grade on. teams? I remember my teachers. I don't remember the team. I know. That's what I'm – And Mr. Rasmussen. I had Mr. Vosio. Yeah, you were in a different team than I was. Yeah, I, I was um, – I think I had all female teachers. What, do you remember the, the team names? Like, if I heard it, it probably, like – and I have such a good memory, too. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I should remember this. I'm the opposite. I, I have a terrible memory. I remember, like, random shit. I'll be like, yo, you remember this? <laughs> Like, bro, like, I remember being five years old going over your house for the first time saying, oh, this, this hockey gear is cool. And then you try to give me a bunch of your old hockey gear. And then your mom was like, we can't give them that. That's expensive. And, like, I got, like, one <laughs> thing out of, like, the 12 things you're giving me. Why do I remember that? Who knows? I don't, dude. I have no idea. You know what's funny is uh, there's this one thing that I cannot remember for, for the life of me. And matt's mom used to tell me about it all the time she was like i remember you came over every day after second grade and you asked for fruit snacks you would walk to my house and ask me for fruit snacks you wouldn't even be with matt you would just come over and you would ask it's like what i do not remember that you're telling me i went there every day after school and I asked, just for snacks? Yeah, I'm like, what? Yo, you're a hustler, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, yo, give my fruit snacks and you'd be out. I'd be home. I'd be home after that. I didn't have fruit snacks that's in hilarious. my house. I know that much. Matt and Corey, I haven't talked to him in years, man. It's been years since I've talked to Matt. Me Is he still with Alexis? From what I know, yeah. Um, yeah. I saw her in, like not too long ago. I think she works at H&M. But just like that's that's the thing. Like I haven't I haven't talked to so many people that we went to school with. And he, I'm pretty sure he crazy. still lives right there, dude. Does he? Like that's the worst part. Like I'm legit like You're... 30 seconds away from the dude, and I haven't seen him. You haven't thrown a baseball in years, and you could probably still throw a baseball to his house. To his house, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Oh, I threw I threw a baseball like a month ago. Let's be oh, real about okay. it. I, I still Did I, I keep their fall too, off because mine. It, <laughs> I keep it tuned up, bro. You know. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't throw a ball for like another two weeks after that. The thing was hanging by, right? hanging by a thread. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Mel, Mel challenged me to the 10 push-up challenge thing on Instagram. Yeah. And like, I had to be such a douchebag and be like, yo, I'll do one-arm push-ups. And like, it was beast. I did, I did them. I did see that. I did yeah. all 10. And then like the next day, I couldn't feel my arm for like four days <laughs> after that. I was like, wow, what a waste for like a 15-second clip on Instagram. <laughs> Lost all shoulder capabilities for a week. I couldn't lift up like a gallon of milk. It was pathetic. And I was winded. I was like, Jesus, kid. Terrible. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, who else Who else do you talk to from 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 high school? Who else are you still close with? Uh, AJ. I still talk to like on a regular basis. Okay. Me, me, AJ, cool. me, AJ, and Mel, we're still in a group chat together. Sure. Well, with my sister, too. We're all, we're all still yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Tobe Connor, too um okay. shout out to him he does yeah. amazing photography photography um right? photography he's, yeah. he's incredible he, he's progressed so far like since he started it's, it's it's insane like i don't even want to own a camera like after like seeing the <laughs> stuff that he does i just want to call him up and like yo shoot this for me That's what's but 
Yeah, I was talking. Uh, I'm in a group chat right now with Mel and AJ. We're, we're, after I get off this, we're gonna go play Crazy Eights and there with the go. girlfriends and everything. So Dude, like, we're just that was out. one of the names of our teams. Yes, the Crazy <laughs> Eights. <laughs> That's yes. crazy. Was I on the Crazy Eights? I, don't I have know. no idea. Yeah, me <laughs> I have no idea. idea. <laughs> no, I want to go get the yearbook so bad. <laughs> I'm gonna be that guy on your show. It's like, hold on, let me get, let me grab my yearbook. <laughs> Um, I, I, I looked over. That's not. <laughs> that's my college yearbook. Looks similar. I, I have it like on the bookshelf too, like randomly. Yeah. I'll just like peep over. Like, oh, I still have the yearbook. Crazy, man. Crazy. You know what me and Eric used to do? Me and Eric uh, in college, we used to every once in a while, we'd pull out the Cranston East yearbook like once a year. <laughs> we'd be like, mm-hmm. Just go through things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went through it not that long ago. Um, I don't know if you remember Jen, Jen Centilli from school she was like a couple years older than us yeah but uh i went to go buffalo wild, uh buffalo wild wings and she was there and we were just talking about high school and i ended up just she sent me a picture from the yearbook and i was just like i was sorting through it. i was like man i was just like reminiscing i was like wow look at all these nice comments from like people i don't talk to anymore yeah. <laughs> that's I'm like oh you hated me in high school this was a very fake comment that you wrote in my yearbook <laughs> why did i ask you to write a comment no <laughs> everybody was pretty chill though for the most part Dude, um, you know what actually, I, I, I talked to Eric a few months ago. Did you? You saw him? Yeah, um, we were at his cousin's, I don't know if it was some kind of party, her birthday or something, or his cousin Rachel. And he was just there with his dad. And I was like, yo, what? Eric Gomes, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm friends with her. Like, and we ended up just sitting, we talked movies. Like, he was, he's super into movies now too. Yeah, and he was just dude. sitting, he's like, yo, I watch these movies. And I was like, yo, dude, you're on point. Like, you want to come on my show? Like, <laughs> I bought him a glass of wine. I was like, yo, we're chilling. This is, this is great. Dude, the adult is so good. You get Eric with. If there's one thing you can get Eric with, it's wine. Oh, I hit him with that Cabernet. And he was like, oh, this is good. I'm like, yeah. oh, trust me. That's good. <laughs> me and him, whenever I'm home, dude, we go to Wines and More and we will just walk around and we'll look for the most like absurd random glass of red wine, like bottle of red wine. All right, what, you know, how obnoxious could this be? We'll just pick one up. And we'll read the back. We're like, wow, really? Okay, cool. Sounds good. No idea. Eighteen ninety nine. Yeah, no idea what it costs. <laughs> no idea. But it's we we do that pretty often. <laughs> My dad actually was just saying he. I was just on the phone with him like two hours ago. He was like, um, I texted Eric a picture. I have a wines and more gift card for him. Because <laughs> Eric, that's hilarious, dude. It, that's hilarious. What's even more funny is that Eric still Eric will like <clears throat> the house. So when my dad leaves, Eric mm-hmm. house sits for my dad. That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. I'm glad glad that you guys retained that relationship after all these years. Me, him, and Brard, man. That's that's been our like uh, that's been like our little trio. Uh, you have you got you you Mel and AJ. Yeah. Uh, me me. Things work better in trios. It's easy to, it's yeah, easy to keep track of like that. So. Yeah, we just we call ourselves the three legs of the tripod. If one of us leaves, we all fall down. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up, dude. I like that. That's actually yeah. Me and Eric and and Brard, what we used to do, speaking on like your love for music, and obviously Brard's love for music, and uh, Eric has the same very deep appreciation for for music as he does for film. Uh, we, I used to get into it with Eric all the time on music. We yeah. we always had, we were on opposite sides of the coins, and we <laughs> would just argue it out, especially with hip hop too. And this is the two white boys arguing about hip hop. 
<laughs> and Chris Correa would be like, jump in, and yeah. then be like, oh, you, these guys actually know what they're talking about. So it's all good. All right. There you fun. go. The two Portuguese kids uh, yelling. Yeah, just talking about, yeah, yeah, talking about rap. Who's in your top five? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and what's funny is you would never guess. Like, you look Portuguese. He mm-hmm. – does not look Portuguese. He looks Irish as shit. <laughs> he doesn't look Portuguese at all. At all. It it's took me crazy. so long to even accept the fact that he was Portuguese. Yeah. Because again, Portuguese, I'm like, yeah, you're not one of us. What? <laughs> oh, man. What, what me, him, and Brad used to do was we would sit in uh, we would sit in one of our cars in my driveway, and we would put instrumentals on. We would smoke. And we would freestyle. literally freestyle for like two and a half hours. We would just sit in the car freestyling for hours and hours and hours. And what's hilarious is uh, I started to get to the point where I would sit in the back and I would put my phone on the voice record and I wouldn't tell them. So yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, have some, we have some pretty funny recordings of some of that. They're on my laptop. I listen to them every once in a while. Are we gonna have to break those out on the yeah, show might, one day? That's have, uh, we might have to break those out. <clears throat> that's like an ace in the hole right there. That is that is amazing. Super. Brard was always pretty good at freestyling, though, from what I remember. Brard, even like yeah. back back in the day, like when we were like tiny, tiny, yeah, he was yeah, rocking yeah. that Zach Efron, Justin Bieber bangs <laughs> look that he was doing. He was still <laughs> just spitting fire. It wasn't fire, but he was spitting something. Imagine if he went to high school with us, bro. I know it would have been so much better. Crazy. It would have been so much better. Crazy. Yeah. I remember the day he moved away. I was so sad. Like, me, because me and him were, like, tight, tight when, when we were little. Super so crazy. tight. Because you guys oh, man, it was, like, devastating. Every day, you guys, I mean, we lived freaking three feet from each other, all three of us. Craziness. Yeah. It's funny. I ended up playing. I planned to play baseball with him in CMB, and then I, I went to CLCF, and I ended up playing with you yep. in my last year, Little League. Crazy. Do you remember That's that? That's how we got we we got close again. Yeah, and that was a played. dopey. I, I I saw your first home run ever, dude. Yes, <laughs> first and only. <laughs> Yo, you were a big pimping for so long with that ball in your back pocket and like that game ball that you hit over the fence that you barely got over the fence. But I remind you, it was like a foot over the fence. It was a line drive. <laughs> the only reason it went that far was because it was off Connor and he threw so fast. He threw like 85 miles per hour in Little League, bro. That ball flew out of the stadium. Meanwhile, we're playing with Ivan, and Ivan's knocking like four home runs a game. Like, yo, what child's so play? Funny. Dude, I swear to you, I was telling somebody about what his dad used to do to get him to hit. And I was beans? telling someone last week, I was like, yo, my, my friend, my Dominican friend in Little League, his dad used to throw beans at him. He used to have to hit him with a broomstick. <laughs> I was like, That's some G shit. Started at like six years old. By the time the kid was ten, he could hit anything. I was like, he was Vlad Guerrero in Little League, just putting it over the. You could you could hop the ball to home plate, and he'd still hit that ball out of the ballpark. It, it, Ivan was filthy, and he had this it wasn't flawless, it just wasn't fair. This flawless swing, like it was just it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, it was uh it was Ken Griffey esque on the from the right side. From the right side, yeah. And then we uh we went to that year. We went to the Mayor's Cup. Remember that. Hell yeah. I still got the newspaper clipping in my room. It's like one of my only ones. <laughs> I still got baby Dill Pickle right on the front cover. Yeah, we won the That's when we had we had Steve and uh, his little brother fill in. Yeah, we had Steve. It was like the biggest cheat code ever. <laughs> it's like, oh, we need two replacements? How about we just go get the Manfredo boys to come yeah. help us? 
It was uh, great. We also, uh, we had Jesse Tavares. Um, we had Blake, Nate Blanco. Um, Dude, you're bringing up names. I'm just like, oh, my God. I like, forgot these people existed. Um, what was in that squad? Didn't we have uh, – yeah, Bob, Bobby was on that team, right? Bobby was on the team because his dad had, his had dad gotten was- deployed, yeah. Yeah. So Coach Bobby was like, it's funny, dude. I commented on Coach Bobby's picture on Facebook two hours ago. Not even joking. That's crazy. Absolutely wild. He got uh, nominated for, um, got nominated for uh, Cranston um, men's softball uh, MVP or something. That's amazing, Coach Bobby. (laughs) Dude, guess what? You'll never guess what I got. That's awesome, dude. It was a picture. It was a picture of him mid swing. And I commented with the quotes. I said, only takes one, huh, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm getting flashbacks right now. Dude. Oh, my God. That dude, like, transformed me into, like, such a decent hitter. I was like, you got to go all fields. You see this ball? Hit that ball the right field. I'm like, oh, all right. I can hit oh, it there. So oh, I can just hit yeah. it that way. Cool. Guys, you guys, I'm, I'm going I'm to bring up something here. Victor was the oh, ultimate – Victor was the ultimate – Pull hitter, okay. They he he got the David Ortiz treatment um, for the opposite side of the field because when this kid tried to swing, he wasn't trying to just hit the ball. He was trying to turn the ball into dust. Okay, like he yeah. <laughs> he put every yeah ounce, pretty much every ounce of muscle he could into every. And I was tiny. I was a small dude on that. Like you don't see it now, but I'm like five, six. Like I am not a big dude. I wasn't a big dude back then either. I had like these big biceps though. And I was like, I'm going to crush this shit every single time. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't wasn't any bigger, dude. I was definitely not. You weren't. No, that was some bullshit. We got to high school and like me and Dill were like, you were like an inch taller than me. And all of a sudden, he just grew like seven inches. I was like, yo, where's my growth spurt? Like, this isn't fair at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Crazy stuff, dude. Crazy stuff. Did you uh, – and we – because we played Parkview Middle School baseball together. Um, mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, that We ended up playing – we played at East your last year because you decided to play yeah. baseball. Yeah. We played my last year. Um, what else? What else was I trying to think of? Um, and we played Babe Ruth. That's what it was. Yes. We yes. played Babe Ruth right after uh, CLCF. Yes. Crazy. That was a squad, too, now that I think about it. Damn. Yeah. We, had, ooh, yeah. we were nasty, bro. <laughs> we had some. Eric was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah, it was me, you, Eric, Ivan. Um, uh, was Steve on the team? I don't think, I don't think the Manfredos were, no. No. We had somebody else, too. It was it uh, Jeff Fergusto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Fergusto. It was his birthday the other day. To bring it full circle was our freaking – our his dad was our was – our, Yeah. Oh, my God. Our elementary school gym teacher. Yeah. The greatest gym teacher of all time. Ever. Like, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> dude got a concussion from smacking his head against the wall so many times to make us laugh. That's how – that dude was amazing. Funniest dude ever. Mr. Augusta, man. What a, what a champion. What a legend. Like, you know, you know that that guy was a legend if you remember your, your elementary school gym teacher's name. Who is that? That's, that is incredible. Who is the other chick? Do you remember her? Oh, I don't remember her name. 
I don't remember her. I hated her. She was awful. I remember we come in the gym, like Mr. Augusto wasn't there, and we got her. We were like, fuck. I mean, we were like seven years old, but I'm pretty sure we were like, fuck. Like, where's Mr. Augusto? You no, know, I was. I definitely was. <laughs> yeah, you were definitely potty mouth on this kid. We got there, and he was like, fuck. Damn. We got to deal with this bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely, I was definitely swearing at that time. You were a horrible influence in uh-huh. elementary school, now that I think about it. Swearing, but you, you were like dealing cards at like lunchtime, trying to hustle everybody. You were trying to get that money hey, like so you, early hey, down. Hustled, age. Man, I hustled. I started the newspaper at uh, what, 11? Yeah, you did. 10 or 11. I started yeah. the newspaper. Greatest oh. paper boy ever, guys. It's so false, dude. You do not have to lie. I got my paper late so many times. His, he wouldn't even do it. His dad would drive that to my house. Like, he wouldn't even go on the runs. He'd be like, oh, dad, just make my runs for me. I'm like, yo, where's Dill? Yeah, he's, he's doing something. Yeah. Um, I'm like, all right, well, give him this $5 tip for all the hard work he's done. I wanted to give your poor dad a beer. We're like, hey, you want to hang out for a little bit? You got to do this stupid shit? Yeah, my dad was a grown-ass uh, man delivering papers. 25-year-old paper boy. <laughs> Terrible. neighborhood. Driving around in his orange pickup truck. That pickup truck was the best. You could Dude, spot that thing from like a mile away. <laughs> he was the mayor when he had that truck. When he got rid of that truck, I swear to you, he lost half of his friends in Cranston, bro. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knew he was coming down the street, Nobody bro. knew who he was anymore. You see that ugly ass truck coming down the street, be like, oh, it's Foss. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Foss, Mr. Foss. And he, I mean, every single Where's... one of my friends, like I still have kids from high school that I played like one year of football with that I didn't even, you know, I didn't even know they knew my dad. And they're like, yo, how's your dad? Yeah. Doing? How's, how's Chris? I'm like, he's good. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he has that so, effect on people. He does. Your dad is like one of the most charismatic dudes like ever. Like he just, he, he walks in a room and he makes friends with everybody. Literally uh, super blessed to be able to watch him, you know, do that and, and try to take a piece of that. For sure, for sure, for sure. And he's come uh, so so long with his weight loss and everything. I still see him walking oh, all yeah. the time. Without like, a doubt, dude, like what a champion! If there was anything I could I could try to help that guy with, it was it was with that because he helped me with absolutely everything I ever did. But when I started to get educated on you know health and nutrition and fitness, um, I knew that was my way to like start to give back to him. So I helped him, I helped him cut down a bunch of weight. He's lost all of it and he's kept all of it off, um, which has been super cool to see because now he's like, he gets super stoked to like, send me a picture of like what he's eating. He's like, yes. Like the other day, he's like, awesome. he was, he was working a quad man at the, at the, at the ACI. And he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I'll be fine. You know, I'm like 32 hours in, but I'm about to take my break. And I, you know, I got a smoothie waiting for me at the house. So I'll be good. I'll be able to get there in the last shift. No problem. I'm like, what? That's what you, awesome. What, dude. You say? Like what? <laughs> my dad just say that? Yeah. What? He's what like, is happening? I got a nice smoothie waiting at the house for me. I'm like, okay. All right. Word. That's what's That's up. awesome that you guys have that. Like you guys have been able to connect on that front. So mm-hmm. like that, it's good to, it's, obviously everybody has to maintain a relationship with their parent. But when you find like that common ground in something that you guys can bond over and like, obviously he's so proud of himself that he's achieved that. And he's like, yeah, like he gets to show you and he's like, he, he knows that you're proud of him. That's, that's beautiful right there. Yeah. You've achieved that level where like you're an adult and your father's an adult. You guys not only have that father and son relationship, but you guys have an adult friendship, which is true. But everybody strives for huge. It's huge, man. 
and it's not easy, bro. It's not easy whatsoever. Um, no, 100%. I, I think, know. Yeah, we, we definitely all struggle with that, like, wanting to step out and be our own person. But the need for someone that still understands you and, and knows how much you've grown as a person more than anybody else in the world. Like, no one else mm -hmm. was there when you came out of the womb and is still here watching you day after day now. So that's definitely um, something I'll always continue to be grateful for. But, I mean. Um, that's I great to see, dude. It's, an, it's, an, it's incredible to see. I love seeing it with you, with Mel. Mel and his, mo and his mom are, like, best friends. Crazy. It's just like, yeah. like, so many people have no relationship with their parents at all. Like, I'm lucky enough that, like, we just played poker and not because, like, we're stuck in quarantine with each other. That's because, like, that's what we do. That's and we're laughing our asses off, like, <laughs> with my mom, who doesn't know how to play that much, and she ends up getting, like, the best hands or whatever. We just bust balls and shit like yeah. that. It's, it's hilarious. You guys have I, – I see you, uh, Amanda, and your parents, like, all the time doing stuff together, which is awesome. It's super I'm cool. very, very lucky to have that kind of relationship with them, especially Amanda. Amanda's, like, literally my best friend. Yeah. Uh, so many people, like, don't like their siblings. Like, me and Amanda – like we hang out like not not just because we have to like we hang we willingly like choose to hang out with each other and we share friends like that's crazy and it, it's funny um because we were literally talking about this before so i live with my sister we have a two bedroom two bath right and we work together so when i like we are with each other literally every waking hour of the day pretty much um mm. and people you know we obviously step on each other's toes but of course but that's just that's the nature of it like yeah you spend but, it doesn't matter if it's a sister or brother or whatever like you spend enough time with somebody like that you're gonna get in each other's nerves yeah, without a doubt and it's um it's so uh, cool to have people it's cool but it's also sad right to have people come to you and be like yo how do you have such a good like relationship with your siblings because, that blows my mind every time somebody asks me that. Yeah, because you just wish it uh, for everybody, right? You wish everyone had that relationship, that that um, ability to to not um, let life kind of get in the way of that thing. But yeah, yeah, it's cool. it, it confuses cool. me completely when people are like, "How are you like so close to your sister?" I'm like, "How are you not close to your sibling?" Yeah. Like, if anybody's gonna be like your ride or die homie, it's gonna be like that's that's who it's gonna be, right? Like, <laughs> I forbid you kill somebody. Like, Amanda's gonna be like, "All right, I'll grab the shovel. Like, we we gonna find a hole. <laughs> good, like, bro. that's like you're good to go. Like, that's like I, I never understood that with people. Like, and I'm I'm I have so many friends that are cousins. Like, my family's we have over a hundred family members. So like, I'm so close with my cousins. Like, my first cousins, even my second cousins. Like, we go out to eat and we hang out all the time. Those are my best friends are my cousins. And people ask me like how are you friends like with your family? Like they don't get on your nerves. I'm like, like, dude, like if any, God forbid anything goes wrong. Like I know they have my back like forever. And like, that's the basis of our relationship. Like, how do you, how do you not like some people tell me like, Oh, I don't even know my first cousin. How do you not know your first cousin? Like, how do you, how do you not have a relationship with these people? It blows yeah. my mind. For some people that's not obviously like if you weren't brought up like that, it's nothing that no I, it's can, a it's a culture thing yeah, i get it nothing that you can control unfortunately um there are things that are out of our control but once again i mean you still have the once you become an adult like you have the ability to reach out and talk to whoever you want to and build a relationship with whoever you please so even exactly. at that point you know I would, if, if it was the case, like I reach out to my cousins, you know, I reached out to them the other day. Hey, I hope you guys are all good. 
um, you know, from just checking in, you know, love you guys, that kind of thing. You know, why not? Absolutely. But it's, it's, it's as easy as sending a text message. It really it's, it's is very easy to maintain a relationship to somebody. It's, it's very easy. And obviously a lot of people complain, like they don't have a lot of time to do stuff, but like just showing up like, yo, how are you? Like, yo, I know you're quarantined. Like, I hope everything's doing good. That literally takes two seconds out of your day to just be like, Hey, thinking about you. You don't have to respond, whatever. Hope, yeah. hope everything's good. Like when people say really they don't easy. have time, dude. Like I, like my first thing is like, all right, did you take a shit today? Yeah. Okay. What'd you do? What'd you do while you were doing it? I bet, guarantee you, you were just scrolling on your phone. You did this. You did yeah, this. You did That's this, it. bro. Like, you had plenty of time. I texted, like, 15 people when I took a crap earlier today, bro. I was, I edited That's a whole I mean. video. It's, it's so easy. I edited a video. <laughs> this man be multitasking. I, was, <laughs> I edited a video while I was on, on this. I mean, guaranteed, it's not like I'm on there for a couple, like, two, three minutes. I'm on there for a pretty long time. But it's... Yeah. It's whatever. You're getting business like, done, and then you're gonna get business done. That's yeah. that's it. Getting two birds stoned at once, man. You gotta do what you gotta that's, do. That's it. <laughs> oh man, dude. Oh, that's too great. I think uh, I think we're getting a little uh, we're getting a little goofy, and we're getting a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> How long have we been going on for? Yo, it's nine forty already. Dude. What the no fuck? <laughs> but all I know is that this was a this was definitely. Um, an awesome awesome time like there was i i had a great time on here yeah. I, I completely forgot we were filming this, yeah. this is this is like yo we're like when, when we do the show when we do real recognize real i i forget like obviously there's lights in here so i wanted to make it look mm-hmm. good for you on your show but like the the lights disappear like you know what i mean we were just talking to another human being it's just like you're just getting out what you feel you know what i mean you can't fake that no without a doubt dude it's like when you're in the batter's box right all you see is the pitcher and the ball like there's nothing that's else. it lights disappear yeah. I never understood that reference because like even when I was in the bad box, I noticed everything. But like now <laughs> I, I think when you find something you're by that comfortable with, then yes. like you start to notice it. You're like, wow, I'm just focused on you. Focused and we're just doing it. this without a doubt, man. And it's super cool in this day and age to be able to have that thing be just conversing with another human. Like that's mm-hmm. there's who would have thought that anybody would have wanted to listen to us speak. That's crazy. No. <laughs> Who knows? Give a shit make, what I have to say. Have zero views on this video, so. Well, we're at least gonna have two, because I'm gonna Alex. watch that shit twice. Yeah. <laughs> and we gotta every. I mean, we brought up so many names. We gotta we gotta yeah. share it with everybody who was in it. Um, Absolutely, without a doubt. But, dude, um, I have two questions for you. One, where can everybody find you, and where can everyone listen to your? show in and of itself and uh what what was your latest movie um uh review all right so we we are strictly on video format for now we haven't done the spotify the uh, apple podcast thing yet so you can go to youtube on just search real reckon real r-e-a-l recognize real r-e-e-l and we're the first one that pops up We, we have over 100 subscribers now and our latest video was uh, we did a review on Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn movie that came out a few yeah. months ago. Um, there was no, there's nothing new that was coming out because all theatrical releases have been canceled. Mm-hmm. I actually have like a, I have a PSA like a t- attached to that video. Oh, okay. Uh, saying that stuff. Yeah. Um. So like we were like, oh, we're gonna review everything that we missed, everything that's coming out like on digital that people can rent. And uh, actually, that that video was super successful. It's like over 160 views, like mm-hmm. real quick. So. That's awesome. You guys can go check check out the Birds of Prey review. 
that one was a whole lot of fun. It's a little long. It's like 11 minutes, but you know, we really got in depth with that one. Uh, I was actually kind of proud of, of that video hundred percent. Um, YouTube real recognize real, go check out all the other videos. Um, every dime we, we try to shout out a local artist. Um, I actually wanted to bring that up. Um, That's because cool. we had like a, an end piece that we shouted guys out with and, uh, we're, we're doing something different now. We kind of eliminated that to truncate the runtime okay. and, uh, we're actually just going to do shout outs on camera for now. So awesome. next thing I'm definitely going to shout out limitless theory on the, on the next review that we do. Thank you. Um, and you guys can find us at, on Facebook, uh, go like us on Facebook, real recognize real RI and on Instagram at real recognize real underscore. Cool. Sweet. Um, and, uh, when you guys listen to the end of this, there will be a real recognize real shout out. So make sure to listen in after this. Thank you. Close Much obliged. You're of course, dude. Um, <clears throat> one final question. Yep. Your top three movies of all time. Oof. Oof. Can I go five? Can I do five? Do you I have to do five. three? Well, I'll let you go five. I'll let you go five. All right. And they don't so have to be in order. I have, I, have in order. I have a one. My okay. favorite. My I have one. Uh, my favorite movie of all time is Goodwill Hunting. Wow. Uh, with Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Yeah, that movie. That movie is my comfort food. Like whatever you want to call it. Like when I'm sad, Goodwill Hunting goes on. Okay. When I'm angry, Goodwill Hunting goes on. <laughs> when I'm happy, Goodwill Hunting goes on. Yeah, okay. That movie is is a masterpiece on every le- every technical level in my book. So I, I love Goodwill Hunting. Um, second probably be The Dark Knight. Classic. Heath Ledger won the Oscar for the Joker. That movie's perfection in every sense of the word. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, to, to Heath. R.I.P. Heath. Um, and Joaquin just killed it as the Joker, too. Uh, absolutely loved Joker. Um, three, probably be Back to the Future. Yeah. Classic. That movie's perfect. That movie's perfection. Back to the Future is amazing. Watch I'll watch that movie. Too. Did you? Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I, sh- I showed it to Tim for the first time. And, like, he, he's uh, nonverbal, but, like, he was so, like, entranced by it. I was like... Yeah. Real recognized and real right now. Just that movie is amazing. Yes, yes without a doubt. Uh, other than that, three, so four. Um, I probably have to go Empire Strikes Back just because Star Wars is in my veins at this point. And then if I have to throw in another one, I'm going to go a little left field with this one, The Departed. I absolutely love The Departed. Okay, word. That's that's top. That's probably top five for me. Yeah. Wow. All right. So Goodwill Hunting. Um, you had The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. You had Back to the Future. You had uh, The Empire Strikes Back, and yep. um, The Departed. The Departed. Wow. Yeah. That's a solid five, dude. That is very yeah. solid. That's crazy. I would. I would. There's so many. I could talk here all day about top of. I would love to throw yeah. The Godfather two in there, but you know if. Things that have molded me, things that I watched repeatedly. I mean, those are them. Those are them. You know what I mean, well, man, thank you for uh, sharing. I'm, dude, this was an awesome, awesome podcast. Super. I had organic. so much fun, dude. Like, yeah, for real. I had um, so so much fun. Uh, we could uh, we could definitely do another one of these because I think we have we have much more to talk about. Um, we scratched the surface, dude. Without we barely got enough in there. We yeah. scratched the surface. 20, 25 years of, uh, you know, of life, and uh, we've known each other for twenty plus. Um, so we definitely have a lot more to dive into. Next time we're gonna have pictures. I'm gonna have to bring some stuff on the show to show like little mini defaults. Yeah. To the yep. to the limitless gang yeah. over here. 
we could definitely do that. Well, um, if you have anything else to share with the listeners, please, uh, you know, throw that out now. And then, uh, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Real Recognize Real on YouTube, real rec- at Real Recognize Real underscore on Instagram, Real Recognize Real on Facebook. If you want to follow me at VGM95 on Instagram. Sweet. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. Have you had anybody on the show that talks as much as me? Because I talk a lot. Yeah, for Just sure. a question. For sure. <laughs> All right. For sure. I'm like, I don't know if you had like talky talky people on this show. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is my lane. So like, I just talk all day. Yeah, like, I got to make sure I don't interrupt him. I was going to say, dude, I was going to say you, your ability to actually speak and like convey your thoughts um, on the show was, uh, was definitely um, heard and will definitely be appreciated. And it's definitely, you know, a, a fact of the matter Thank that you, man. you have, you have your own show. You can tell. So thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for bringing the skills out, man. Um, We will, we will definitely talk again soon. Make sure to keep a good watch on the neighborhood. All right. Um, Of course. You're you're watching the backyard. So uh, (laughs) keep a good eye out. Raccoons. Not my baby pellet. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Make sure to go follow Real Recognize Real on YouTube. Subscribe. Yes. subscribe. Subscribe. Make my dreams come true. Uh, likewise, uh, you know, go check him out on Instagram and Facebook, um, everything that you can find. Victor uh, was an amazing guest, and I hope you guys um, can leave some awesome reviews and comments down below. Uh, it'll be greatly appreciated. And as Thank always, you so much, guys. Of course, as always, uh, be limitless. Peace out. Keep it real. What's up, Luminous Theory Tribe? Hope you enjoyed the episode. I wanted to take a second to shout out a childhood neighbor of mine, Victor Rosa. He just started a new podcast. Would love for you guys to go support. It's called Real Recognize Real. Just two dudes who love movies, all right? They are going to watch all the movies they can so they can give you quick and insightful reviews on them. These guys have education backing these reviews they're not just throwing out random opinions once again they're going to see the movies so that you don't have to so go check them out real recognize real peace limitless fitness family this one is for you if you are a weekend warrior a fitness enthusiast a fitness professional or an athlete young or old it does not matter if you are trying to get fit or stay fit or improve your fitness levels head over to ck1bands.com and grab yourself a pair or set or single band because a resistance band is one of the most efficient pieces of fitness equipment that you can use anytime anywhere any place and you can bring with you almost anywhere you travel so head over to ck1bands.com and use the code limitless all capitalized for a special discount at checkout please go support chris everything he's doing chris capon was a high school teammate of mine a lifelong friend and the first guest on the LT360 podcast. He is the creator and founder of CK1 Sports. If you have not listened to that podcast, I highly suggest you go do that. And after you do, or while you are listening or watching it, head over to ck1bands.com and grab yourself some bands. I use these things every day with my clients and they never disappoint. 
Shout out to all my fellow athletes and health enthusiasts out there. Did you know that your typical average pill or capsule based vitamin or supplement takes anywhere from 48 to 72 hours to actually be broken down in your stomach and begin to get digested? And upon digestion, about 70% of what is on the label is going to be utilized by the body. So stop wasting your time and money on basic everyday vitamins. It's time that you start to understand the science behind it. And it's time that I introduce you guys to Isotonics. Isotonics brings to you the world's most advanced nutraceuticals. They are taking science to a whole nother level when it comes to vitamins and supplementation. A true holistic approach. Iso means same and tonic means pressure. So these isotonic vitamins, which are powders that you mix with water, are going to be recognized by the body as blood, sweat, or tears. And when you digest them, they get bypassed through the stomach straight into the small intestine so absorption can begin in less than five minutes. On an empty stomach, 90% of what is on the nutrition label can be absorbed in just under 30 minutes. It's something that is unprecedented and unmatched in the industry. You cannot feel the difference with vitamins like you can feel the difference with isotonics. So the delivery matters and to give you guys proof, I want you to be able to check out and learn for yourself and experience it yourself. Feel that isotonics difference. So head over to shop.com or isotonics.com backslash limitless theory and check out all of the amazing, amazing isotonics, vitamins, and supplements that you can get your hands on and get 10% off your first order using code 10OFFMA10OFFMA, all capitalized, at checkout for 10% off. And just know, when you start to buy isotonics on a regular basis, not only will you get 10% off your first order and additional orders in the future, you will also get 2% cash back on anything you spend. And if you put it on auto ship, you can save an additional 5% on every order. The opportunities are endless and the difference is felt. So make sure to go get yourself some isotonics and start to feel the difference for yourself. What's up, LT Tribe? DFOS here, just to express my gratitude and say thank you for tuning in and continuously commenting, liking, sharing, and subscribing to the episodes and the content that we are bringing you. It is helping so, so much. Once again, I want to say thank you and hope you have a great rest of your day.